This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to the 2021 year-end wrap-up for Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think we just basically want to take this episode and uh, kind of just go over our uh, you know our wins for the year, um, and just kind of briefly touch on each episode. You know, give a quick uh, kind of like recap. Uh, any you know anything that uh, we wanted to kind of say that we weren't able to say before. Yeah. Um, or just really just kind of talk about stuff, right? Yeah, just sort of final thoughts on each episode. Maybe talk about some of the you know interesting responses we've had, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But um, before we get into that, we want to do some like announcements, some housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Some of the because uh, we're gonna do we have some big stuff coming up in January that. I'm pretty excited about for this whole year. We have we've got a lot uh, a lot in store, uh, but yeah, specifically January, we're going to be kind of starting uh, quite a few things. So go ahead, take it away. The first thing is Patreon. We're going to finally be launching a Patreon on January first. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have a. I mean, just a specific. Obviously, you know how Patreon works, uh, but uh, you're going to have some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool tiers. Um, and then for anyone that just basically wants to support us, you know, you'll have that option too. Um, we won't get into all of that right now. Again, once that goes live, we'll make an announcement so you guys can check all that out. Um, in addition to that, we're also going to be dropping our merch store. For sure. Yeah. So that way you can actually buy merch, which is awesome. Uh, we're really pumped about that. Yeah. And the final thing is the Fireside Chats. Yes, we will actually be launching Fireside Chats officially. Yeah, the uh, starting the first Friday of January, we're going to start from then on. We're going to have a second weekly episode every Friday where it's it's a little it'll be a little different from our from our main episodes. It's mostly going to be like some weeks it'll be Ryan and I just getting together and like catching up about like talking about new paranormal stuff anything yeah. that we've kind of came across uh little things that like we wouldn't really do in like an episode specifically or that wouldn't really hold an entire episode yeah definitely but we're also going to have interviews interviews with um experiencers interviews with people from the like 14 community yep like yeah um other podcasters we're gonna have 
yeah, the interviews I'm really, really psyched about. Yeah, I'm definitely pumped to actually have people on the show and talk to other people other than you. Yeah, that'll definitely. be nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> you know, so that'll be a that'll be a nice, nice positive addition to the show. I think. Yeah. So for starters, the very first fireside chat is going to be where basically I'm going to be interviewing Ryan here on his um, his history Me. of paranormal experiences. Yeah, that one's a multi-parter as well. Oh so. yeah, definitely. We'll be go- we'll be coming back to that well quite often because yep. you know, unlike me, who has never experienced anything, sadly, Ryan here has an in- pretty have an abundance of yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> of incredible <things>. history <laughs> of experiences. So yeah, that's how we're gonna start it. But we have some interviews coming up with friends, some you know, some bigger hitters in the in the community and also just listeners who you know who have who have had experiences just sit down with them and talk about it that's another one i'm really looking forward to uh so obviously with that said um and i know we've mentioned it in a couple kind of previous episodes uh just getting prepped for the launch of fireside chats um we are looking for listeners to come on uh tell your stories if you're not comfortable telling your stories Uh, You can always submit them and we can tell them for you. You're welcome to remain anonymous if you'd like. You know, that's completely fine, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have multiple avenues uh, to submit those stories. Um, One, you can actually, we actually have a submission form on our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. What? Over socials as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. You can just DM us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Any of that, and just let us know that you're interested, that you have an experience you want to talk about, and we'll go from there. Uh, You're also welcome. If you don't want to go any of those other avenues, you can always email us at contact at campfire network, campfirepodcastnetwork.com. Yeah, that's it. It's a a mouthful. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, like I said, that's one of the ones I I definitely am pumped to hear others' experiences and. You know, just get other people on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so definitely, let us know. You know, we're we're into. Uh, I mean, obviously, we want to fill we want to fill these. You know, this other segment or this other part of the show um, with as much content as we can. So yeah, any stories we can get. Um, you know, listeners that want to come on, uh, other podcasters to interview. Uh, yeah, let us know. We're always we're always interested, and you know, we'll let you know one way or the other. We're uh, if we start to develop a wait list, you know, we'll, we'll kind of give you an idea of when we'll be able to get to it. Um, yeah. Hopefully that becomes a thing. Actually. Yeah, definitely. That's the goal, right? Like, yeah, if you have, if you've had experiences with ghosts or cryptid sightings or UFO sightings, or even like... You've ever been abducted? <laughs> sure. I definitely talked to an abductee. <laughs> No, but if you've had like near death experiences, if you've yes. had, you know, they're the full range. I'm I'm into it. We we want to talk about it for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. I think that's about it for housekeeping and announcements. Um, yeah, I mean those those are kind of the big things that are coming January. Um, obviously throughout the year, uh, you know, we're we're looking to just push as much content as we can. Um, we have some goals that we plan to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Some um, uh, New Year's resolutions, if you will. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know and so uh just yeah we're we're just trying to take the show from what it is right now and make it even better you know we're we're striving we strive to constantly improve absolutely um, and so and that's you know that's the best way to do it and add more content so you guys can you know engage more and also have just more stuff to listen to you know if, if you don't mind listening <laughs> to our voices that much more yeah that's th- hopefully no but like our goal our goal for the year right i was i was about to ask if yeah if you wanted yeah. to go over that yet yeah so our our goal for the year is to do 50,000 downloads this year in addition 50, to 50,000 more yeah. right than what we have right now yes. so to give you an idea um you know we were just actually talking about this before before starting the show uh we started our very first episode went live july 27th mm-hmm. 2021 so i mean we've been going for five months right yep and in those five months we've gained right now at the time of recording 15,777 total downloads right now our initial goal was to do 10,000 by the end of the year 10,000 by the end of the year and, and and even that like we were like yeah we're probably pushing it but you know like that would be super stellar if we could achieve it and we surpassed that in what was it October yeah definitely October was a massive month for us October was a huge boost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got spot like we were a top top ranked uh, podcast on Spotify for a few days. Yep. Yeah, we had we had just massive spikes in listeners and yeah overall downloads and everything. It was phenomenal. Um, you know, and that's definitely helped out. And since then, it's just been it's been just pumping pumping along for sure. Yeah. No, October was huge with all the we did a lot of bonus content. We did like nine episodes in a month. And, you know, for the niche we're in, October is a big month. You get a lot of tourists, a lot of people searching for our our content type that normally wouldn't. That's basically our holiday at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of going to be our peak. But, I mean, our, our goal is to take what we did in October with all the content that we released and make that all year long. Right, make that the model. So, in addition to even our fireside chats, we're going to continue up with the uh, like the campfire classics. Yes, on Patreon, the classic stories. That's going to be a Patreon exclusive thing. Um, but just to give you an idea, is more content that we're going to be doing on top of everything else. So, again, once that Patreon goes live, make sure that uh, you check out that tier. Um, again, not going to go over it, but yeah, yeah, just to give you an idea. Yeah, definitely. So the goal is fifty thousand this year, this year alone. Um, and I, I think that's that's totally doable. I think so too. Is I mean, even just putting, just a you know, kind of put it roughly, looking at where we're at right now, and just the five months that we've been going, um, you know, our average, our average, you know, daily downloads, weekly downloads, and monthly downloads. I mean, that number should be relatively easily easy to achieve. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, if we stayed if we stayed consistent with where we're at right now, we'd do I think like forty five thousand this year, and you know we do not plan on staying consistent. We're we're going to expand the numbers, right throughout, the and year. that's also without adding the extra content too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, just think of it think of it like that. So yeah, again, you know, help us help us get there. You know, tell tell everybody you know. 
take their phones and subscribe to the the show. Whatever <laughs> exactly. you need to do. Um, you know, anything that helps us out helps you out too, and you know, gives us that much more drive to produce even more content for you guys. Definitely, definitely. So, with that said, I think we should start going through the episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, when we first launched, we launched with five episodes. Right, yeah, we released our five the very first day. Right. And that was, you know, to get into a little, like, podcasting inside baseball, that some... A lot of people recommend new shows drop, like, a few episodes. I don't know, going back now, if I would drop all five at once. I maybe would have done two or three. I think you're right. Uh, I think five was was a pretty big number. Uh, and also, it was a lot of hard work to prep those episodes and get them ready. Yeah. Get them edited. Like, yeah, get everything ready to go on launch day. Because we had set up launch day. I mean, we were... Well, we had set... Like, that goal, like, a month or two ahead of time, I think. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it was that was that was a little rough. But I think, honestly, like, it was the best move to make to at least launch a few at a time. Definitely. Yeah. Because as they went, obviously, as every show is going to be, they became progressively better. Yeah. Um, and going back now, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, you, it, it's huge difference from where we started to where we are now which is awesome yeah um you know and it's it's really good to be able to say that like we've we've consistently like made it better like we went uh, you know above and beyond like episode from you know from episode to episode making sure we did that much better on it too yeah definitely and i think anyone who's listened to the full catalog would agree that we've gotten seriously better at this since we did the wolf girl of devil's river this is our very first episode yeah that one that one was a rocky episode um like to me it was it was more so uh we went into we went into that episode kind of blindly um you know jordan had a story and we were we like the, it was supposed to be where we basically just listened to each other's stories and commented you know like did a debrief on it um, but I didn't really take notes or anything that episode. Like we weren't like fully prepared yeah. and then going back now, like I wish that we could just redo that episode and actually do it proper. Um, because now of course, like when we do, when we do an episode, like we take extreme notes, like we make sure that, you know, we're paying attention to like just the little details and everything yeah. just so, you know, it makes the debrief that much better. And I know like there were, uh, there were parts in that first episode where, I like misheard you or thought I heard one thing, but I heard another thing, like specifically the the letter. Yes, yes. Oh man, that is uh, yeah, so cringy now. But you know, like you start somewhere, right? You you got to start somewhere, and we learned like from that episode, like when we moved into Kentucky Goblins, it was way different. Oh man, massive improvement between the two. Yeah, definitely. Like, okay, so. For Wolf Girl, I I feel like it was a really cool story, and like it was a good story. Yeah, the story was really good. It's just you could tell we didn't have our bearings. Like, yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just to put it, be straightforward. Yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, for sure. And like coming from you know, you and I both grew up playing in bands. 
right? And it's a thing with bands where you always end up hating the first song you write. Oh, man, that's an understatement. Yes. So, like, any band that's been together for, like, even six months, they already all hate the first song they wrote together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, we're used to that, right? And that's Mm -hmm. almost the exact same feeling. Yeah, it's very very it's like a very similar concept in that regard for sure yeah so that being said i would love at some point to just completely from scratch re like redo the wolf girl of devil's river like hmm. okay maybe like way down the line yeah like, i would love to do that like uh yeah, hundredth episode, yeah. like you know, excited excitement extravaganza, something <laughs> or other. Like, sure, um, I don't know, you know, something like that. Just to get a chance to read it would be awesome. But I mean, like, you know, do we need to at this point? Like, I don't know. I think that I think, just yeah, I like think we'll decide when we get there for sure. For our own personal satisfaction, I think it would be really cool <laughs> yeah. to like to go back with like the type of sound design that we do now and the like actually paying attention to each other (laughs) and (laughs) i just think we could i think we could do the story justice now yeah and i feel like especially with that first episode like i didn't really know what to say yeah like it was it was it was different than us just like talking and like sure basically shooting the shit right yeah you know it was it was kind of like it felt like i don't know i felt very stiff yeah and i don't know about you but like that was just like if it just felt a little strange to you know be talking but now like i mean just as we're talking to you um you know and talking to each other it's just it's very natural now like i mean I, we did, just don't even really think about it like yeah we're doing another episode let's go yeah no like with anything when you first start it there's performance anxiety right and we definitely had that on that episode we just but we had to you know you yeah, have to just tear sure. off the band-aid and do it everybody's first episode is going to be a little rough. I know a lot of podcasters who record their first episode 20 times and maybe they don't ever even end up releasing that first episode. Right. They just, just made like a scratch episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not a bad idea to be honest. Um, I think like as a word of advice or as a piece of advice, like I think that's a, that's, that's a, fantastic step like that would be a really good idea for somebody especially first starting out yeah like record your first episode keep it to yourselves and then yeah just redo it yeah learn what you know what you did there and then just improve it yeah break down the episode together and learn from it right yeah, yeah. i wish yeah i wish we would have done that but i mean you know again still new we were trying to get those five episodes out yep that's another thing you know we were we were at a time like we had a timeline um yeah so it was uh it was it was crunch time at that point and yeah you know we were slamming out episodes like yeah left and right but you and i are both people who have who operate best with deadlines right oh that's for sure yeah uh, if we didn't have a deadline like i feel like we would never get anything done yeah we probably still wouldn't have released our first five <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> yeah so the difference between wolf girl and kentucky goblins is night and day like oh yeah for sure i mean it's it's a significant difference like i feel i i feel like i feel like that was more it was a lot more engaging Mm -hmm. um 
you know, and I think it was just because we had a, like, you know, we had that, like, all the nervousness from the first episode out of the way. Yep. And then, like, we were able to kind of, kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I just felt, like, super prepared when I wrote that story, too. And, like, I was ready to, like, you know, just talk about it. Yeah. We actually did that episode before I had ever watched Hellier. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the additional information during the debrief was what had gone on between Greg Newkirk and you know and the town of Hellier right yeah and in like the the letters that uh, David um, I can't think of his last yeah, name neither. right now but um, you know had written uh, had written specifically to Greg as yep. well like trying to get them to come out which and that was also something they had never done like you know they didn't even do aliens or anything like that right. so um, but yeah and I felt like that episode went really really smoothly there was a lot to it it's still one of my favorite episodes we've done. I, I agree. I agree. I, I also I just love the story of the Kentucky yeah, Goblins. That's true. Like yeah. that entire thing. And also, if you haven't watched Hellier and you liked the Kentucky Goblins episode, definitely check it out because it like it deep dives into it tremendously. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they actually go to like Hopkinsville and you know like really get into the area and everything and tie things yeah. together. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And they're filming a third season right now, so stoked about that. Oh, it's about time. Yeah. yeah. I, I I've rewatched both seasons multiple times at this point. Me too. Just again, I just love that story. Like I love it's so good. I think there's like there's like a a distinct style that they have for filmmaking. It reminds Yeah. Same same with like the small town monsters crew and the stuff they make. Like yeah, it's very similar. Where like you like the people, like sure the stories are awesome and intriguing, but like that also, makes a big difference yes, for sure. You like want right. to hang out with the people. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like because the New Kirks and those guys are like huge fucking nerds, like like we. I are. think that's a, that's a big like that's a big thing to it. Like you just feel like you relate extremely well to them. Yeah. And like, especially like, even in the second season where they got into like Mothman and stuff like that, yeah. And um, you know, like, really kind of went that route and everything. Like, yeah, just it made me want to be along for it. Yeah, like, see, and it's so good. It's the same with uh, with the small town monsters stuff with like Seth Breedlove and all those guys. Like, they're huge fucking nerds. So like, I relate to them. You know what I mean? Like, they're people I would want to hang out with, and. Seth has this amazing way of pulling the nerd out of people. Yeah. So, like, he'll go out in the woods with these, like, big, like, tough-looking Bigfoot hunter, like, guys. And <laughs> yeah. he, like, pulls the geek out of them. Like, he, he, like, gets them to talk about this stuff in a way that I relate to because it's such, like, a, an obsessive, geeky level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, which is, that's huge, being able to, like, being able to do that for someone yeah not like not to them but for them right. like getting them to like really like soften up and loosen up and yep. you know like and now this episode is turning into just a yeah. <laughs> promotional thing for both shows but <laughs> regardless yeah. you know um yeah it's it, huge huge difference yeah huge difference between like first episode to second episode yeah, we learned a lot like, during episode from just, episode it, one. Yeah, it almost feels like it, it felt like a different show going back and re-listening to it. But yeah, I think it just we took that you know we took like we deep we 
deeply dove into the first episode after we recorded it learned like what we did wrong how we could improve and made sure we didn't do that again yeah and then yeah definitely i feel like that actually set the tone for the rest of the episodes that came afterwards yeah no i remember feeling kind of bad in the beginning because like my first go at it like where i was leading in an episode was kind of a pile of shit and like your first episode was it still stands up well, I'm, again, you know, we took, we took like that. And that's why I like, I made sure I was extra prepared, like extra prepared. So even if I needed to, I could like lead the conversation right. and you know, that way, like it just became more natural. Yeah. And, and that's something we've actually done since. Definitely. Like when one of us writes a story, but we basically like lead the conversation, um, which I mean, just makes it that much easier for the other person to like really like kind of focus on what they need to yeah you know definitely yeah i think you you had the benefit of of learning going second yeah yeah of lear- like we because <laughs> yeah. we both learned a lot from the first episode but yeah let's move on episode three was kushtaka kushtaka which are still one of my <laughs> favorite cryptids ever like it, yeah i love it, them. it was it was a super cool story um you know, but uh, still, I get a kick out of the way that this guy looked just as much as Lizard Man. Yeah. Um, just a big, buff, burly Otter Man, basically. Yep. Definitely. He has a little Power Ranger <laughs> villain, like. He is. <laughs> like, it's the same with, with Lizard Man once we get there. Yeah. Like, that was my, my big thing, my big takeaway from both of them. Um, they remind me very much of each other. Yeah. But yeah, it was it, it got that much better. Like the storytelling, like your storytelling between Wolf Girl to Kishtaka, tremendously, tremendously better. Yeah, I agree. Like, and it was like, and as I was listening, I was actually like really focused on the story, even though I was taking notes. But it was like, I don't know, maybe it was just because like during Wolf Girl, I was like trying to pay attention, but also trying to retain it. Yeah. And then you know, and then once we started kind of like getting what we were doing, like during Kushtaka, like. I was actually like actively engaged in the story and being able to like, you know, take my notes and everything throughout it. And so, yeah. Yeah. So black forest episode four. Um, I, I loved, I loved this episode just because of how much there was to it. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, like, I mean, it, it was, it was a very famous, like haunting too. Because, I mean, you know, as we talked about, like, the sighting show that back in the 90s and doing multiple segments and everything. Yeah. Um, I felt like it, it continued. Like, our, our storytelling continued to get better. Um, and with that, like, I mean, we had the story. We also had, like, a, basically a second story. Yeah, that's true. That, like, came back in with, um, you know, which was cool. Yeah. I thought that orig- the original story for that one is still one of the creepiest stories we've told. The, oh yeah, the mirror I agree. and and all that super. Yeah, uh, it, well then we also we were able to get into like rainbow vortexes yeah, yeah, and yeah. like discuss stuff that like we had never discussed before too. Yep. That you know like when we're talking about like aliens and you know encrypteds and stuff, it's kind of harder to get into those types of things. Yeah. 
but that like that was basically like a segue into and we've talked about them numerous times like different vortexes and yeah. portals openings you know like other dimensions things like that but yeah it was kind of like the first chance that we got to like really explore that aspect yep and i loved that because yeah it was just really a really neat concept for sure and you know basically having like a rift between worlds is still something that we discuss very very frequently yeah definitely i still laugh at myself for in that episode i had this what i call the stupid fireworks line where like at some point the story described the lights flipping on and off in the house as look as it being like like a fireworks fireworks display and i yeah yeah and i for some reason asked is this like the lights or actual fireworks in the house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think we always have some of those like really just dumb lines. Even even now, like in present episodes, where like oh, we'll just ask a question and yeah. just be like, "Man, I wish I wouldn't have said that." Because <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean for sure. All right, so episode five, the. Uh, um, Estefania. Yeah. yeah. That one I really dug. Um, the story was fantastic. I had never watched the, uh, the, what, the, the Veronica. One, uh, yeah. I never watched that movie up to that point. And I had always wanted to, but like, I was, you know, I, I just had never taken the chance to, you know, actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and after we recorded that episode, I went and watched it and I was so let down because listening to your story versus the way that that movie panned out was just two entirely different things. Yeah. And I expected way more from the movie. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I got to hear the story first instead of, you know, watching, watching the movie because yeah, well, maybe, maybe it should have been vice versa actually. Right. I would have had less expectations for the story and been blown away. Yeah. Well, that's one of those perfect examples of like when the actual events are way better than the than the dramatized version. Oh yeah. And that was also terrifying too. Yes. That was when I first realized how fucked up I get from researching exorcism cases. Dude. Oh yeah. And, and I mean just it's some you know some cases like it will will like do that. And that's uh, something I think we've both kind of experienced in like, you know, just researching into stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because some stuff kind of hits a little closer to home, or some of the some of it's just like very like hard to kind of wrap your your head around. Yeah, and seem like they should be way out there, but they're not. Like you know, it's it's, it's like real world shit. Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's much more emotionally impactful when it's like when you're you're basically reading about the life of a person, right? It's not like some mm-hmm. fantastic tale. It's like this is a, a girl, a teenage girl. Yeah, this is a young young girl that yeah, yeah. it's yeah super sad. I mean you know like and just the the after effects too yeah. that it had on the family after like after you know she was gone and the family like still you know dealt with this stuff for however long it was. I mean you know yeah, so it was years right yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely a pretty pretty hard hitting and very creepy episode. I mean, you know, like Black Forest got got kind of into the kind of creepy factor, and I think that like one upped it a bit, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. I think Black Forest and Estefania really showed like how dark we were going to get for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. The the first three were kind of, you know, lighter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what's uh what's what's lighter than little metallic-y aliens? Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> right. So, breaking out of our initial episode dump, we have episode 6, Polybius. Yes, uh which is honestly like it's one of my favorite stories just because of the weirdness factor of it. Yeah. Not creepy. It's not like I mean, it's not like something that's like, you know, just makes you feel weird or anything. It's just like it, it I well, yeah. Doesn't make you feel like unsettled. It's just weird, right? Yes. Um so, yeah, I think that was that was one I I feel like to me it was an underrated episode. Um just because, like, you know, d- deep diving into it and everything, like, I definitely, I spent a lot of time looking into lots of different cases, even trying to track down, like, gaming cabinets and stuff like that, which is, I mean, they're they're all over the place, but they're basically rebranded gaming cabinets that people have made. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just the just the overall, like, because that allowed us to get into, like, MK Ultra and, yep. like, government mind control and manipulation and... Um, yeah, just a lot of really cool stuff that was like, you know, it, again, other things that we hadn't gotten a chance to really get into or talk about yet. Yeah, and this was one of the like, this is probably like the closest to like high strangeness that we've gotten yeah, to so for sure. far. Still, like, just how bizarre it is, and it's one that I like really enjoy the story, but hundred percent think is made up. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like, which is kind of a drawback, right? That's never a great feeling at the end of an episode to go like, and also everything we talked about was fake, <laughs> right? But at the same time, like this, the, if you haven't listened to the story and knowing what we what we think, go and listen to it because like the story is actually really cool. The concept of it is really cool, and this is something that was like very big in pop culture and like the gaming world. Yeah. So, especially if you're a gamer, like, I mean, you know, you owe it to yourself. Come on. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a really cool one. Um, st- I mean, still like, we don't know for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, it just, I think we both came to the, you know, came to that decision. Like, yeah, you know, we, we both agree. Like it's not, it wasn't a thing, but really, really awesome. Nonetheless. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a fantastic story. And that one was the first uh, I think the first, like, well, the f- the first main fictional story that we had written that was based on the subject matter. Yeah, it was kind of a drama, like a dramatization. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, because I mean, you know, with Polybius, it's like there was, you know, it's just the all the information on this particular thing and the things that happened to people that played it, basically. So, I mean, it wasn't like there was like one solid, like, Story that we could retell, right? There's really um, no central narrative. Exactly. So, like, and that was also new. Yeah. Yeah, and that was I felt like that was done really well, just because you know being the first you know one that we had done like that. Agreed, and that was like that was the first time we were faced with like, what are we going to do with these cases where we really like the concept and the story, but there really is no central narrative to tell. Yeah. Right. So, and we came up you mostly came up with this solution to literally just write uh to take the information that witnesses reported and write a fictional a fully fictionalized short story 
including that information. Yeah. Because, I mean, even throughout the story, like, the people and, like, the interactions and things like that in the story tell the information. Right. From the accounts. Right. Based around the, the actual accounts that actually, you know, occurred. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, it was it was a very, it was kind of like a, a, a different, uh, you know, kind of just a different thing to get into. It was a little strange, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it worked out really well. Because that was, when we first started this, that was one of the questions that hit early on that we were like some of these some of these might not work for what we've been doing yeah so we had to find a, a solution for that and you know and we did and polybius was our kind of our test run on that solution yeah and i felt like it was really successful we've done it several times since then i was gonna say since we've done multiple episodes that have been like yep. that you know so yeah it's awesome okay uh let's see lizard man yeah it's gonna be our next the lizard one. man of scape or swamp so basically Buff Power Ranger. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> just getting it out it, there. It, you know, we've already talked about uh, the uh, Otterman or Kashtaka. It, so. it bums me out that, like, this is... There's... Okay, in the story, a woman submits this, like, supposed photo of the lizard man. And it's so obviously a guy in a big rubber suit. And, like, that's the photo attached. If you Google lizard man of Skateboard <laughs> Swamp, the first, like... 25 of the first 30 image results are that stupid fucking picture. <laughs> it sucks. That's why, like, that's my immediate thing that I think of. I just, like, I it's, I, I have it fully pictured in my head. Yeah. Every single time so, that we talk about Kushtaka, like, Lizard yeah, Man. It's, I, I immediately see it. It's, it's or, sorry, <laughs> Lizard Man. I'm still, I, they're, they're both, they both look like buff Power Rangers to me. Um, but yes, every time we talk about Lizard Man, like, that's immediately just comes to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, which which it is kind of sad that that's like the kind of go to because there were a lot cooler pictures too. Yeah, definitely of like you know like drawn like you know uh, you know the way that people basically like recounted and stuff. And yeah, much better than that yeah. stupid picture. And it and it is legitimately a scary ass story. Like it's yeah. one that I really, really, really wish was true, but I'm pretty sure it isn't. It was just an alligator. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> Moving on. It, it was. That's it. You know. All right. Okay. Right. The next on. big hitter that uh, we covered, right? Number was Flatwoods yes, episode eight. Flatwoods monster. Yeah. Um, that one. So that one was a it was a retelling. Uh, you know, based off of. Uh, was it Fred and Ed? Uh, yeah, I don't remember their names. Uh, what what their last names? I can't think of them right now. Um, but yeah, basically, as they retold the story all these years later, as like eighty year old men, still retelling the exact same story. Yeah. You know, so like, and that's and that was my approach to it, just basically retelling their story the way that they've told it many many times. Um, just because, like, you know, wh- what better people are going to have the solid facts, and yeah. you'll be able to explain a recount than the people that were there, right? And they were the two main ones with their mom and then their, you know, Marine cousin and sure. then the other, like, kids from the school and stuff that came along with them and everybody. I think he was in the National Guard, but it's okay. Yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. one of them. So. This was our first, when I think of this episode, I think of this as our f- the first time we really had a big split in our opinions. 
yeah, on the subject. Yeah, that's true. That, because yeah. you did not buy this story. I didn't buy it at all. I, I mean, and I may be the only person in existence that really, like, doesn't care for the Flatwoods monster. Yeah. I love, like, I love the look of it. Yeah. Like, you know, like... It, all the like all the drawings and stuff like that like it looks super cool you just don't buy the story i don't buy the story at all yeah see here in my notes i have it's real i don't care it's aliens and it's real <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah um i don't i don't know it just to me like it was extremely far fetched um and there's a lot of things that could really explain all these events that occurred throughout it other than this weird helmeted alien with a dress like sorry robot robot with a dress see um yeah this was also the first this was also the episode where i unveiled my shaquille o'neal versus danny devito analogy (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i've gone back to several times we've retouched on a couple times (laughs) yes yeah all right, and then that's also when we got into talking about ultra terrestrials. Ultra terrestrials. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was drawing a blank. Yeah, the first time we also discussed that. So yeah, yeah. it was a big one. But I mean, you know, nonetheless, like I guess, you know, regardless of my thoughts, it's yeah, it's it's you know, semi cool story. And I love the way that they celebrate it. Oh yeah, and they have like the you know they they have like the museum and yeah. everything, or the little small shop basically. But yeah, and then also the giant Flatwoods monster chair that you can go yeah. sit on. Like that's that's all cool. I think there are several of those chairs actually. Right, yeah. and I love like towns that really like really celebrate their claim to fames. You know, I think that's awesome. That like really sets a lot of areas apart. Yeah, going back, same with Lizard Man. They have the Lizard Man Festival. Right, and, and Kentucky Goblins, yeah. they had the Little Green Men Festival. Sure. Right. Okay, so, episode nine, Charter House. This is still one of my favorite episodes ever. I dug that one, and the only, like, when we started it, uh, when we did that episode, the only part that I knew about of that story was when the guy goes out and hears, like, the little creepy, yeah. giggly kids all surrounding him. Like, that was the only thing I really knew about the story. Yeah. Um... And that right there is that's just the appetizer. Terrifying. I oh yeah, exactly. So like yeah. I loved I loved the telling of that story, and especially my favorite part was the encounter when he's laying in bed and everything. Like yes, yeah, that was awesome. Terrifying. Like I really like that was like one of the first ones. I was like, man, this is this is crazy scary. As I'm listening to it, it was awesome. Yeah. I feel like this episode is where I really hit my stride in the writing. Yeah. Like, this is where I really, like, found the style and approach I wanted to take with the episodes. See, like, imagine, like, the way that we do our sound design now. Going back and doing sound design for this episode would be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, if you, like, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Because, like, not many people have heard of it. It's not like a big name story that you hear about a lot in the community, but it's right. such a scary story. It is. And it's like part ghost, part cryptid, part it's yeah, it's it's just kind of it's like a yeah, just a mess of just creepiness. It really is. <laughs> um but yeah, like it, it was a really it was really really well done. 
Like, yeah, I think that's that's probably one been one of your absolute best best told stories. Yeah, I agree for sure. I agree. All right, episode ten, Popelik, the Popelik monster. All right, yeah, the Goat Man. Yeah. So, um, this one, this one's just kind of a funny one to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, it's just it's like the story, everything, super funny. I. I'm still, you know, I'm still on the fence. Obviously, I don't know if I really buy into it. Um, but, you know, just uh, just my, you know, if it if it is a thing, I I I sway the route of the devil, you know, the deal with the devil. Yeah. Like I, I loved that concept of the whole story. This episode has kind of become like an inside joke with us. Yeah. Because we kind of landed on this concept of like of like these cryptids being tulpas basically like they're real because of the effect they have on the world yeah and like <laughs> i feel like that concept oh, when we landed on it felt so profound to both of us yeah we were like wow yeah this is you know this is this you know the more you believe in it the more real it becomes yeah, yeah. like and that felt so profound to us as someone who reads as people who read about cryptids all the time and like when that landed it was it felt so important that for some reason we just went back to it over <laughs> and over again in the episode yeah yeah so it's become a bit of an inside joke between the two of us but yeah, it's 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 one that we still we still laugh at. Yeah. Like going back in like kind of cringy moments in episodes. Sure. Where like we just mentioned the same thing so many times. And <laughs> yeah. just really like just kept talking about like yeah, yeah. it was just it's super funny. No, when if you haven't listened to it, listen to it and listen for that specifically. Yeah, when we were editing, I did a thing, a little tally system called the body count count that I was literally keeping track of how many times one of us said the phrase body count. It was, yeah, yeah it's, it's a thing. It, I think it's, um, you know, if nothing else, it's one of the fun, it's, I mean, the story wasn't even funny. Like the story no. wasn't funny, but like going, <laughs> it's the funniest episode that we've done. Like listening back. Yeah. Um, and it's just the one that we literally mock the most for sure. But you have to, like, you have to be able to do, you know, do that and like be semi lighthearted with, you know, with the stuff that you produce. Otherwise, like you're always going to dwell on, you know, like what you could have done better. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So episode 11, Stardust Ranch. I loved this one. Me too, man. Um, I love the abduction. Yep. Like that was uh, so cool. Um, yeah, this is this is probably one of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorite story wise. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you were getting like you went from Charter House like doing that like really well, and then moving into your next episode in the Stardust Ranch like, like just I mean, yeah, the story the, that like level of storytelling kept going. Yeah. And really like created created a scene that was awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, the like, the like punk rocker in me wanted to go for the less, the less prominent one because obviously Skinwalker Ranch is huge and talked about all the time. Right, of course. And when I heard of Stardust Ranch, I was like, hmm, let's get into that. And it was super cool. Yeah. I mean, as far as I it know, was, it was super cool. As far as I know, no one on Skinwalker Ranch has ever killed an alien with a samurai sword. Just saying. <laughs> Like, yeah, 
I it, honestly like it is still it's still one of my favorite episodes. Same. Like the story is one of yeah one of my favorite stories at least that we've told. Like not like not talking about like the debrief or anything like that. Just the story portion was awesome. Yeah. And look out soon, sometime in the first quarter of this year. Look out for some Stardust Ranch merch. Yeah, because we have we have a design in the works that is going to be it's going to blow your minds. Kind of kind of based around that story yes um yeah just because of how freaking cool it is yes agreed okay episode 12 demon house <laughs> um this is this is another like not a funny one because this one's actually close to home yeah you know, we're literally we're from indiana um and this is from gary indiana uh you know which i mean if you're familiar with indiana at all and you know gary indiana you know it's it's a very rough area yep um especially like over like the last 20 years has became like that much worse you know and so you have this little this little house that this family lived in that like i mean you know you have possession you have ghosts you have like this basement where uh the sister's brother had died at one point that lived there like I mean, all this stuff that's happening. Plus, you have Zach Baggins and <laughs> Ghost Adventures. <laughs> no, like, okay, this uh, you know, this episode lives in two places in my mind, right? Because like, yeah, half of this story felt like a really creepy episode of like Law and Order. Okay, that's fair. Because it's like there's there's a lot of stuff. Kind of a weird way to describe yeah, it. I mean, but. well, it's like because it's about this family who's like this like low income family who and there's a lot of interactions with like the social workers and and all this going on it felt a little bit like an nbc drama yeah you're right you're right but then like you have the crazy possession and ghosts and shit and this is the first time we got to make fun of zach baggins on the show (laughs) so yeah um, which has also become a running theme for us it has, and since like I, you know, I've I have somewhat of an appreciation for the guy. Sure, like you know, like it's and I'm never I'm never like dismissing like some of the cool stuff that like they do for sure. Sure, his his level of showmanship. Yeah, but there's always the running joke that we have of he's always going to get possessed anywhere he goes. Yeah, and so like whenever we talk about like, and there, we've done a couple that like Ghost Adventures have also done. Um or even like you know mentioned or like did like a small segment on or whatever yeah and like there's always a thing like i bet he got possessed yeah. i bet he i bet he was possessed at some point definitely because the dude becomes possessed more times than like yeah i can't even make it you know a comparison right now that just that's how silly like, i wonder is. if there's any zach baggins left in there right <laughs> at exactly he's just like yeah. a, a conglomeration of different spirits that he's encountered also also commonly the joke that every haunted house he goes in he like breaks a piece off the paneling to put under glass that's what i was just about to talk about he literally recreated the basement of demon house yes in in his museum yeah (laughs) so but he's like a guy i would love to talk to sure like i'd love to like just chat with him and like you know interview him and stuff yeah but i can't guarantee i wouldn't laugh at him a majority of the conversation (laughs) i mean i if i talked to him it would probably be like a business conversation about you know right how do i become a fucking millionaire off my love for this crazy shit because if anyone knows it's him yeah no doubt dude yeah 
that's yeah which again that's another thing you can't dismiss like the guy obviously knows what he's doing yeah hats off to him for sure yeah for sure if you can you know if you can become a millionaire playing the like frat boy ghost hunter and you love hunting ghosts fucking go for it more power to you but i also like at the same time like i think about like all the times he has quote unquote became like has gotten possessed sure like think about like early ghost adventures episodes like he'd go in and like he would like mock like ghosts and like provoke them as much as he could trying to piss them off and yeah. stuff and he would like he was he was like straight up about it. he's like yeah i'm trying to I'm trying to make him mad i'm trying to yeah. rile him up like what no wonder yeah. but <laughs> trying to get him to talk and so. they're like yeah we don't talk we possess yeah, yeah. anyhow okay. that's that's demon house so episode 13 the possession of michael taylor this episode fucked me up so bad. This one, this one was uh, was a really cool one um, because we got into, like, we actually got into talking about like mental health. Yep. Like mental health issues and religion, uh, religion, cults. Yep. Yeah, which religion and cults go hand in hand. Sure. Um, like that. This was a really cool one. That, uh, like, I, I think like we actually thought out of the box. You know, like outside of the box yeah. on. Um, and kind of came to a, a general kind of agreement and understanding at that point. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Researching this this episode gave me nightmares for two weeks. I'm not surprised, to be honest. Like, didn't the dude, like, rip his wife's face yes. off? Yes, it was so, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's horrible. Like, and all because some church basically made him feel like he was worthless. And, right. you know, like, yeah, yeah church not church group based from the church yes a cult yeah but you know so like okay so there's a weird thing about me that i'll admit which is in order to like cleanse my palate after some of these darker ones my go-to thing is to watch little house on the prairie (laughs) okay (laughs) and he can laugh it's it's whatever (laughs) I mean, the amount of times that we've talked about you watching Little House on the Prairie, yeah. that's what makes me <laughs> laugh, know. just because, like, I know it's actually a thing you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's, that's pretty it's funny. so incredibly wholesome, and it reminds me of, like, childhood <laughs> when I didn't have, like, guys yeah. ripping their wives' faces off floating around in my brain. That's, that's fair. It also, like, gives you an example of, like, something that's actually, like, a family that was very loving and very, like... Exactly. Yeah. But, like... After this, after this episode, I binged four seasons of Little House on the Prairie. Good God, dude, that's insane. to try to because, dude, I would fall asleep and wake up sweating from a nightmare two hours later, and fall asleep and wake up sweating <laughs> from a nightmare. I was trying anything, like so. I basically just like Z packed fucking Little House on the Prairie to try to get rid of this brain infection. Hey, I mean, whatever you have to do, like that's. I feel like that's not a bad thing, though. Yeah. Isn't that what we're going for? Like, we want to be scary. We want to be, like, creepy. Like, yeah. we want to, like, be impactful when we're telling these stories. For sure. Because, I mean, you know, it's in the name. The strange and unsettling. Yeah. Like that one's certainly unsettling. And this is one that's very unsettling. Yeah. Exactly. So, episode 14, Diet Love Pass. This was uh, another one that got really in the weird. It was, like the weird factor was really high on yes, this one. This is our first like outright mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's still, it's kind of one of those ones. Like we talked about a lot, a lot of different possibilities in this case. Yeah. 
Um, and got into like talking about like the Russian government, yeah. um, like you know, which was which is awesome. Yeah, like because uh, yeah, this is still one that's never yeah still to this day. I mean, it's 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 a popular thing that a lot of people and a lot of other shows have went over and done too. Yeah. No, I love like I love playing detective, and that's what we got to do for this episode was just like try to piece it together all the all the bits of information, and then at the end like calling into question even the veracity of the bits of information that were available right like right and how that could have been been manipulated right and yes yeah like so i yeah it was definitely a weird a weird episode that i i the story is awesome yeah agree um very like kind of gruesome in a Mm -hmm. sense like all the different like body parts and yeah like you know like different things like that but like i mean just imagine you know in this like freezing cold temperatures and like a group of people that like fled out the back of their tent and you know with like a lot of stuff completely intact yeah. like it was very very odd and like just why these things happen and we actually got to like kind of go in and make guesses and you know give our own like theories and stuff which was awesome yeah it was a lot of fun i loved doing that one like Okay, and then we're into October, which was huge. It was a huge month. October was, yeah, that was a, it was a good one because it, first of all, you know, we got to do our campfire classics. Yeah, definitely. And and like we mentioned, that's going to be another thing we continue to do for one of our Patreon tiers. Yeah, but with campfire classics, we got to kind of retell some of our favorite. Um, you know, just favorite kind of creepy horror stories, essentially. Yeah, definitely. No, I love it. And I'm, I'm super stoked that that's something we're going to be offering for Patreon because I'm a huge fan of this type of literature and like, mm-hmm. especially stuff written around like 1900, late 1800s. I'm super into it. So I'm, I'm pumped to read those for same. Yeah. And like, as much as I love like HP Lovecraft, like I got to get into my Lovecraftian uh, storytelling, which is very, very hard to do. Yeah, for just sure. the way that it's written, and I've I freaking love that. Like, I it's very like, um, very proper and yeah. just super neat. Like, it's yeah, and it's not something you know. It's it's really hard. It's a lot harder to like be able to like read that and kind of tell it as a story. Yeah, uh, versus just kind of like reading to yourself because of how it's worded and how like things are versus how. You know, we yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah right? the language is so different that it's it's harder to know how to say some of the things, right? Like just so elegantly written. Yeah, sentence structures are different and it's it's a constant battle of like where should I be emphasizing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I I remember like reading that and I recorded so many parts multiple times. Yep. Just because it was like, no, that just doesn't sound right. Yeah. It doesn't like yeah, but uh, yeah, and I'm I'm pumped to get to continue to do some more of those. Yeah, same. Like October in general was super fun, but it was also super stressful. It was very stressful because not only did we have our campfire classics, and we told four stories of yep. those, but we also chose we had Monster Month. Yeah, and the cool thing that I loved about that is we got to pick some of our favorite like traditional monsters. Yep. You know, like traditional kind of Halloween-styled monsters. So we did, uh, what, witches, werewolves, zombies, and vampires. Yep, yeah. I did um, I did 
the werewolf in the form of the Beast of Javudan, mm-hmm. right, first. And that was super cool because it was our first real deep dive into, like, European history. Yeah. Which I'm, like, a huge history nerd, so that was a really, that was a treat for me. Right. We've gotten to kind of explore that a little bit more now, you know, since. But Definitely. Yeah. And I love doing that story, even though I had to deal with a ton of French, pro- French pronunciations, which is, like, my verbal kryptonite. Right. I'm fucking terrible at it. So. That's fair. Yeah. That, like, 15-minute story probably took me three hours to record. I mean, that was as bad as my Russian yeah. ones for Dyatlov Pass. <laughs> sure. Like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, then you did Zombies, right? With another fictionalized yeah, piece. Yeah, did Zombies. Yeah, it was it was fictional. Um, it just... Uh, it, something I'm actually continuing. Yes. Um, based off of that story that I wrote. Um, just because it's basically about this outbreak you have. I mean, the story is based on patient zero. Right. Right. And so, like, it was a really cool, I, to me, it was a really cool way to kind of approach um, zombies. Because, I mean, everybody knows what a zombie is. Of course. You know, like, we got to we got to kind of really get into, like, talking about, like, the history of zombies and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, like, that was, that was really cool. But, like, yeah, I got to actually tell... Um, a story that was just to me super awesome and a lot of like a lot of stories you know especially like zombie movies you don't get a lot of insight into why things happened right where it starts yeah you just get like you know this is going on and you know basically dealing with it right um so i liked that too because i tried to kind of start from ground level like yeah you know, telling that story just all based around that, and so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that one for sure. Me too, for sure. And we followed that up with witches being covered through the story of Julia Brown. Julia Brown, yep. Which I enjoyed a lot. Like I genuinely felt bad for Julia in that story. Yeah. And it's like a super unique take on the classic, like weird lady living on the edge of town stereotype, yeah. right? Um, right, which is. Pretty, I mean, almost cliche, but yeah, it's it was it was a you know a nice a nice take on it. Yeah, sure. it was unique because for one thing, a lot of the story takes place after her death. It's not really about her; it's about like the the hurricane that she supposedly causes, right? Yeah, um, true. Which, but also like it kind of you know like you had all these people that loved her too, like yeah, you know, and then but then all the they suffer like this massive like storm and everything and like yep. this crazy stuff that happened, and then so you kind of like start to question it. Yeah, and I liked that. I like it goes like it, I don't know. It's it's like multi sided. Yeah, agreed. That's what was so unique about it is like she wasn't always this shunned woman, right? She was like a pillar of their little community there. For most of her life. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So that was cool. Yeah, I, I I really dug that one, for sure. And then you wrapped up October with The Vampire of Croglin Grange. Croglin Grange, yeah, which... That one was just a classic vampire story um, and the UK countryside. Yeah. Um, you know, just, like, a couple miles away from, like, the Scotland border. Um, you know, and this is back in... What was it? I think it was like eighteen hundred, uh, yeah, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you have like a little small family that moves in, rents out this like place, and becomes like a staple in their community as well. Yep. And then this girl is being terrorized by this vampire thing in the night. Yeah, this vampire. Yeah. Um, you know, and like so much that they have to flee 
but then they come back and it continues and then the whole town like bands together to take them out yeah so yeah i like that i like that one for sure my favorite my favorite because i i did really enjoy that story but my favorite thing about that episode and one of my favorite things about october in general was like in addition to what we normally did we we took a bit to a bit of time to talk about pop culture oh yeah yeah we talked about our favorite mm -hmm. movies for each genre and like like on the Julia Brown episode where we got to talk about like our personal histories with Wicca and like the history of witchcraft and Mm -hmm. all that like that's what I really enjoyed about those I mean that was a big part of like our childhood like you know getting into stuff like that and then like zombies we got to talk about Romero and Night of the Living Dead and then the Barbara line, you know, they're coming for you, Barbara yeah. line, and like, you know, stuff like that, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, so I think like the pop culture way of like getting into it, like, and we, and we give kind of like just a quick history and things like that. Yeah. Like, um, I, it was, it was very unique in that sense, I yeah. think, because not only did we tell the story, but we also went that route. Too. Yeah, those episodes are, are significantly different from what we normally do. Aside from all that, they were like two and a half hours long. So, yeah, they were so freaking yeah. long. Um, so thank you to everybody that listened to them and stuck yeah, it out. Yeah, for sure. No, but like going through talking about Wicca, like I felt like we were almost telling like the origin story of how we were like uh, how we got into weird shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, no, you're right for sure. Like, I mean, I remember sitting like sitting up and uh, you're you're like the what the second story of the it was like a garage yeah. or something the one house that you lived in um and chatting with your uncle that told us to like write basically like dream journals and stuff like that to like help control our dreams yeah he Um, was trying to tell us how to uh how to do uh what's it called where you control your dreams Um, yeah but I, I I can't think of the the specific like term for it either but like that's been something like now since doing that like if I'm ever in a dream, especially like when it's a nightmare, I can I can stop myself and be like, "This is a dream," and I'll tell myself to wake up, and I'll instantly wake up. Nice. It's awesome, and it's something like I've been able to control like since doing that when we were younger. You yeah. Know? But it kind of also sucks sometimes because sometimes I'll be having like a fantastic dream, like all this <laughs> cool stuff happening, it. and I was like, "Damn it, I'm dreaming. This sucks. Yeah. Wake up. All right." Yeah. No. My my uncle Randy was super instrumental in me being a fucking weirdo that's for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah. so you know like but yeah it was cool because we we got to kind of relive like our childhood in that sense just you know just yeah like you said kind of more so is what got us down this path and you know why we talk about the things that we talk about and interested in the things that you know we are so for sure feel it's pretty pivotal in that yeah you know in that our development absolutely So, also in October, we did the Halloween Spooktacular episode. <laughs> a spooktacular extravaganza yeah, something or other. Exactly. I can't remember what exactly. It was such a trolling title, yeah. but it was hilarious. No, I loved it, and it got um, a really good response. I was really happy with the response That one was cool, yeah, because with that episode, we had like a fan submission story. Yep. We also had uh, some Reddit-submitted stories, like, and one was like... Um, you know, of course, all these people were really pumped to have their stories stories told on our yeah. show. Um, but one one won an award on Reddit for uh, like short stories and stuff. Yeah. You know, and so it was it was a really cool episode. I loved being able to like because we went back and forth like telling these stories. It was yeah. awesome, and it was it was very loose, kind of like the episode we're doing now, right? Like 
it's kind of that was the first episode that we had done yeah, like that yeah. yeah and like this is it kind of set the bar for like holiday what we're going to be doing for holidays right yeah um, which we didn't do a Christmas one because we both have families and we spent time. That's with what our I was families. about to say. Like we we missed a really cool like way that we could have done Christmas. So next year, yeah, we for we sure. will we will for sure. Um, my favorite response to that Halloween spooktacular thing was our friend Michelle from the show from the podcast Sisters of the Strange. She she told me that her husband. Like, she picked up her husband, and she was listening to that episode in the car. All right. And that he was, like, super fucking grossed out by the sludge behind the mirror story. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But he was like, what the fuck are you listening to? That was to? a weird one, yeah. It was a weird yeah. one. And then, yeah, that was... Yeah. And then the whole family basically disappeared in there, so, yeah. you know. Also, I'm going to be on that show soon. Sisters of Strange. She does nice. like a, a different guest host each week. So if you haven't checked out that show, definitely go check it out. It's really good. Sisters of the Strange. Awesome. Okay, so moving on to episode 19, the first episode in November, The Lead Mask. Back on actual episodes, yep. right? Not just our right holidays. The Lead Masks of Ventame Hill. So this one. You know, I'm pretty sure they were just robbed and drugged. You think so? Drugged and robbed, oh, whatever. Man, that's a yeah. bummer. <laughs> I mean, you know, like they they were both, uh, you know, they were both like super into the paranormal and super, like, you know, like I, I I like that. Like, I love the idea. Like, maybe you know, just as um, you know, Granger Taylor, like yeah, yeah. his his whole thing, like just. You know, similar in that, like, you know, being abducted and maybe they got to go and do some cool stuff. Yeah. But in actuality, they were probably uh, at least robbed. I don't know, man. I but. I love to think of them as just having gone up there and, like, shed their mortal mortal coil. <laughs> and, like... I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. I agree, stars, for sure. Right? I loved this episode. Because that's where we actually started to talk about Ascension. Yes. Right. I love this episode because... They're in a fucking UFO cult. I mean, straight up. And yeah. their like story, their histories before leading up to their death were super fascinating. Like all the failed experiments and like supposedly maybe blowing up a UFO and like all that stuff. I I loved it. See, I I love. I mean, and I want to go in the direction like they you know like started like maybe tripped out on some psychedelics or something like yeah as a means of ascending as we talked about in the episode right. just because like it led to some really cool conversation and stuff again stuff that we'd never talked about yeah. before definitely you know um i love that but it, you know at the end of the day i don't know if i really buy it you know can can buy it right okay fair enough i want to I want to. Yeah. yeah and I, I'm pretty sure that's where I landed at the end of that episode, too. Like, I wanted to, but... I mean, I take what you're saying very seriously, because it takes a lot for you to not cry aliens. <laughs> right, of <Hey>. course. <laughs> I, I almost bought Granger Taylor for... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll, we'll talk sure. about that, because I'm, I'm still kind of... On the fence? Stuck between yeah, the yeah. two. Okay, yeah. so episode 20, Leap Castle. Leap Castle. Um, so that's Ireland back in what the 13th century. Yes. 
Um, we have druids. Um, you know, basically this area that's you know existed. Well, it started out as like a like you know this family killed this other family to basically gain possession of this house, right. and then it's been a constant battle between like relatives of who like gets to lead this this area. Yeah. Um, not only that, but then you have like this terrible like tragic these all these tragic events that happen in the area like the place too yeah. like that that um what that area that they uncovered that led down oh, to yeah, the punji pits yeah. yeah exactly like they would just throw people down in there and they were like basically spiked pits that there were like hundreds of bodies in yeah see and that's what i loved about this episode was this was the first chance we had to talk to really talk about the connection between trauma and and haunting right yeah like this long history of these just horrid experiences that human beings endured in this place and like that that kind of history's effect on on the afterlife right oh yeah without it without a doubt and that's and that's something we've we've went back and really kind of yeah like explained in depth since but yeah i mean that was that was kind of the first you know chance we got to kind of really get into that concept right yeah i mean this was the first haunting we covered that had such a brutal history right and it's still one of the most brutal right that and then you also had this like liquor like thing that would hang from the rafters and scare everybody like like, demonic semi that never did anything to anyone you just like was just a creep. Yeah, it was just this like weird demonic semi semi corporeal monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super weird. So it, it was a cool story though, and I mean, and now like you know, people go to because you can you can take tours of this yeah. castle. That's like I mean, this guy you know this guy and his wife now own. Um, they've been redoing it and everything. Um, but yeah, so because there was that one point that. It was uh, burned, you know, part of it was burned down. Oh, yeah, So yeah. they've had to rebuild part of it, yeah. right? But yeah, oh, yeah, it was a pretty cool story. This got us into the whole paratourism conversation, too. That was, right, yeah, yep. this, yeah, that was a good episode. I like that one. Um, episode 21, Nahani Valley. Yep. Which I fucking loved this one so much. Yeah, um, I loved it, like, because this got us talking about... Uh, I mean, well, I think I think this sparked like one of our first kind of hollow earth ideas. Yes, definitely. Um, because you have like this area that's literally been untouched. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, these things like the mastodons and like stuff like that. Yep. Like, you know, were yeah, could it could frequent like yeah. So I mean, and this this led to some some pretty pretty intense and strange conversation. Yeah, and theories based around it. I'm personally obsessed with like the gold rush era in general. Yeah. And like this story was like smack dab in the middle of it. And I, I'm obsessed. Like it started with Kushtaka when I did that one. Cause that was, was going to say, yeah, era. Kushtaka basically started yeah. that. Yeah. That same, that same concept. There are so many good stories from the people who settled the American West. Like, there's so much weird shit that went on with them being out there and you get to like tangle in like um like native folklore and like man it's it's just such a good story and so many layers to it yeah i think nahani valley is probably my favorite episode we've done so far 
Okay. There was a lot to yeah. it. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities on what these things could be. Yeah. Aliens, for one. Yeah. You know, like, because the area was very frequented, you know. Um, and then, like, I personally thought it was, um, what was that tribe that, like, ended up fleeing that area? And then I think, I'm pretty sure they, like, moved, like, very secluded into yeah, the, yeah. you know, kind of, like, into the mountains. And I'm pretty sure, like, they were the ones, like, cutting heads you know, off. Ripping heads and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a possibility. I loved Nahani Valley because it's like the hot spot of all hot spots. Like, yeah, we legitimately probably, if we wanted to, we could do. Someone could do a podcast just on Nahani Valley, yeah, and like probably get twenty five, thirty episodes out of it. Like, because there's so much different shit going on there. I mean, yeah, especially if you like deep dive into every little thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was it was a cool one. It was. I just love that, like, untouched, oh, yeah. like, un- untouched environment. Like, that's that's awesome. For sure. Uh, so this was the Aurora incident. Yeah. Next yep. one. Texas UFO time. Um, yeah, so this one, um, we kind of we went back and forth on this one. You know, it started out basically this kid and his dad were out choring and uh, saw this thing descending from the sky that crashed over the horizon. And then so, you know, the dad finds out the next day, basically all these people saw, you know, this thing crash down and then, you know, come to find out it's a little tiny uh, alien pilot. (laughs) Whether or not you believe it was an alien or not, you know, whatever. Yeah. But also, I was going to say what's really cool about this area is, and and I know I'm skipping ahead because, yeah, you have this alien pilot and stuff and then they ended up burying the remains in the cemetery that are still there to this day. Yeah, that's okay. You can you can skip ahead if if listeners if you want to hear the stories, they're available. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, I, I liked I like that, and I think it's you know all these people come and like pay respect to these remains and everything that I think is it's awesome. Yeah, and that's another claim to fame that this town has for and sure. Again, they celebrate it. I I have trouble with this one. Yeah, yeah. I one know. of my pet peeves with UFO encounter stories that I've never really talked about on the show is the idea that like people report seeing things that don't make any fucking sense to me that they would be there in an advanced race's interstellar craft. Like oftentimes it's them describing like clear glass windows. Right. On a craft. And I'm I'm just sitting there thinking like, no, no, you, no, you didn't. If you saw that, it didn't come from space. Like, you're probably right. You're probably right. In this story, the thing that like pushes that button is the fact that they found paperwork in the fucking craft. Like hieroglyphs and weird like weird things on like you honestly think that a race that go that can travel (laughs) for you know across the universe who's to say they don't though i'm not buying it (laughs) i'm not buying it (laughs) all right that's paper that's fair you're you're telling me they're still they're still cutting down the flora on their planet this is also you know like this is back then in which yeah i mean you know alien races are gonna be I would expect probably thousands yeah. of years ahead of us. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're 
probably right, but you know, doesn't make it any less cool. That's, I, no, it's a, it's a super me. cool story. I just don't believe it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's lots of great fiction in the world. This just happens to be one of it. For sure. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, so the beginning of another era of our show, 23 Haunted Highways. Yep. This is the first episode where we really got into, like, sound design in the stories. Yeah, and that's something we've taken, you know, doing it for that story. And because it was, it was more so done because there were three stories yeah. in one. And we wanted to kind of separate yeah. them. And so, like, I tried to kind of think of, like, what was the best way that we could do that? You know, like, yeah, we can do different music for each episode. But then, like, not only that, but it needed, like, it was necessary yeah. for, you know, like, different sounds and stuff. Like, really kind of paint it. And, yeah, it's something now, like, we're doing every episode since. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like it just constantly keeps getting yeah, better. Yeah, it's a too. game changer, for sure. Like, I, I find that our stories are significantly more immersive now with the sound design. Like... Yeah, I agree yeah. for sure. And I I loved this one because this was my first foray into the fictionalized storytelling. This is the very first one Story, I did, yeah, like that, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's just super creepy. Highways are creepy, and I mean, yeah, especially being on a lonely highway in the yep. middle of the night, you're half asleep. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I loved this one. I think one of the scariest things in that entire episode was when he looks over his wife's asleep and just sees that like oh, face yeah. in the the passenger window. Like that like creeped me yes. out. Super creepy. So it's awesome. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. And again, first one that we start to do sounds yep. for and it just turned out so good. I also wrote a song That's for true. that for that episode. There's a scene where Bandage Man slams his whole fucking body into the back of their truck cab. That also is super scary mm-hmm. part. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And then just the sound, like the sound and everything that comes yep. with it. And yeah. yeah. Really good. Awesome. Alright. Episode 24. Tessie. Yes. Tessie. So, cousin of Loch Ness. Nessie. Sure. Alright. Um, this is where we really deep, did a deep dive into Hollow yeah. Earth. Yeah, definitely. Like we we went hard in in Hollow Earth on this one, and that's still where I go. Yeah, same. I mean, that's still what I what I believe that this this is. So this is Lake Tahoe. Um, you know, um, yeah, just a very like beautiful area. It's fantastic. I mean, but this is also one of the deepest lakes in the the U.S. Yeah. Um, outside, and we we really deep dive into that. And right now, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but. Yeah, so, like, we get into kind of, like, these deepest lakes and everything and kind of, like, the horrors that they hold. And, you know, Tessie being um, kind of one of them. Yeah. Which, you you know, it never really was ever reported that that it was, like... Violent. Violent or anything like that. But you also have this underground cave that nobody's been able to really, like... Explore, yeah. Kind of go into. And I think that's kind of our, our, you know, basically our door into hollow earth at that point so. for sure this was our first go at a lake monster also yeah true any any type of water monster yeah, definitely i personally with this episode i wish we'd been able to get more into like the mob history of but that's like that's yeah. a different podcast i guess like yeah i mean but we we did kind of talk about like because there are underneath the lake i mean supposedly so many 
preserved bodies because of how cold and how yeah. deep it is, right? Yep. So, and that was like the high point of like the mob era. Uh, so yep. like, but once again, you could do a, an entire show on the connections of like old Hollywood and the mob and all. Oh that. yeah, like mm-hmm. there are people doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it would be another cool like area or avenue to yeah. explore. But sure. yeah, we didn't really deep dive into that much. Is obviously focusing on. This lake monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that episode. It was cool. Like, yeah. also, like, I learned a lot about Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's I, I've never been, but it's somewhere I re- where I really want to go. Yeah. I definitely liked the imagery for that episode because it was just nice to look at, like, all these beautiful landscapes instead of the horrid shit that I usually have to scroll through. Also, like, the amount of time I had to invest into looking like looking up even like hiking trails all of that like to go in to make sure like it was detailed in the story as well right so this is another fictional story based on yeah you know, all the events and everything right yeah and so like yeah i mean i i i spent a lot of time even just learning like what the area was at specific time of the year and like you know like just yeah yeah so another really cool one i think and also, I've always, even as a child, I was obsessed with Nessie. Right. So, you know, to learn that we have a Tessie is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> we'll get to old Nessie eventually. Oh, we will. Sure. Yeah, that'll be one yeah. that we will definitely touch on. Yeah. Episode 25, Granger Taylor. Yes. All right. So this is another, um, and I know that when we were talking about... Um, you know, one of the previous episodes. Ventame Hill. Um, Ventame Hill, yeah. So, but there's another that, uh, you know, was, we have this, like, awesome engineer from, well, basically a prodigy. Yeah. From, as a young kid, like, rebuilding cars and trains and planes and yep. build a UFO on his, you know, on his property, all this stuff. Like, all this cool shit that this kid did, or as he developed into a man, obviously. Sure. Um, but, you know, like just how smart this guy had to have been to do all this and i mean didn't even have like proper education or anything like that yeah i loved that that was really cool um and that was another one that like i feel like when we got into the storytelling was really good yeah um and we continued into that like the more sound design and everything with it um i felt like it just really it really told the story in a very like very neat fashion yeah agreed I kind of fell in love with this guy a little bit while I was doing the research. Like, I just want to be friends with him. I mean, yeah, he sounds like just the way obviously described. He sounds like someone that would be just kind of your kind of the run of the mill, like, well, extremely smart, not yeah. uh, <laughs> not ignorant or anything like that. But like, you know, like he, he had an obsession with with ufos and aliens and stuff like that like yeah but also i mean you know had a friend uh, made friends with the the you know the kid robert and like you know even though he was significantly younger became basically like his mentor and stuff like yeah, yeah it seems like he would have been a really good person yeah agreed like okay so a listener after after we posted the show a listener posed a theory to me which i found pretty interesting like his idea was that he had been contracted for some kind of government work, right? Right, which is kind of what we, we kind of explored that, yeah. But his his theory was that 
in the course of doing that government work that maybe he had died in an accident and then the government had to cover it up. Huh. Yeah. Okay. With like the truck explosion and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 different. Yeah. Cuz we like we had we had some trouble like reconciling the truck being there. If he took off yeah. with the government, what like what what would be the point of blowing up the truck? Yeah. It was at that point it was 5 years later and like and that's what bothered me and that's why like yeah. and I was very like very vocal about that. Like that's what it was like it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I felt like it was something either being covered up or entirely something entirely different, not even his truck. Right. Even though like, you know, like whatever else. Yeah. So say Granger Taylor dies while he's like attempting to reverse engineer a UFO or something and then they have to they have to cover up his death, right? So then they go in and plant the, you know, exploded truck and all that to yeah. I like I like that theory. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I and it, didn't even think about that. Like I mean, we talked about like yeah, maybe being contracted and that was his means of like making it seem like you know obviously giving some other example or right right faking his death um yeah that's pretty cool okay yeah not hard to believe i and i think at the end of the day it kind of came down to obviously his mental health um yeah like it's kind of i think my thing was like i was between either government work like you know or suicide yeah yeah obviously you know i don't think he went up with the aliens but yeah. yeah Unfortunately. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he did. I don't know. All right. Um, episode 26. The Velisca Axe, Axe Murder House. Yep. Yep. Just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This one, uh, yeah, this one was, was uh, it was another fictional. I told it in the perspective of basically like a paranormal investigative group. Like, and, yeah. you know, like, um, the same, but, yeah. It was the same group from the Popelik story a long time ago. Yes, that was the Easter egg, um, yeah. which they picked up two new members, and that's why they had to change their name because back in the Popelik, one of their friends ended up falling, uh, yeah. you know, off the train trestle. The train trestle, exactly. So, and that was like I, I loved being able to retouch on that. It may it may come back later who knows sure I, it may not it may have exceeded you know went you know like lived out its course but who knows yeah but i it was like something like i was like giddy when i was like i was like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. um but it's such a like it's a tragedy terrible like terrible story yeah um you know and like and i and obviously if you haven't listened to the episode go check it out um you know it's basically a family of six plus two neighboring kids uh, that all get murdered one night, yeah, and nobody knows why, and still has never been able, not never been solved to this day. Yeah, um, my my main takeaway from this episode, from doing this episode, was really just how gross a lot of the like tourism around stuff like this can get. It's yeah, and that's I mean that's what a lot of this because you know it, like that kind of aspect was a lot. It, it kind of deep dove into true crime, but then also we also had like a, we had the paranormal end with the haunting and everything that yeah. since and this area like having all this built up energy and everything like still remains extremely haunted to this day. And you have all these groups, and plus they give literal tours of the house. Yeah, 
and uh, as we as we've talked about like you know privately not even on the not even like on the episode but like people like standing out like standing in front of like the house like holding axes and like just you know being like having fun with it when it's that's yeah I think it's terrible. <laughs> I think people get wrapped up in the like haunting aspect and they start to look at these places like they're like Halloween fun houses. Well, and yeah, they, I mean, yeah, that would, yeah. And they lose track of the fact that an entire fucking family died here. And two other children, yes. not even of the family. Like that's that like, I mean, it's, it's bad enough that a family of six all murdered in their sleep. Yeah. But then you have like two kids like 12 year old and like a six or an eight year old. I can't remember right now, but that are literally just friends of the family that happened to stay there that night. And yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it's super sad. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, a lot of people probably don't really take that into consideration. And you just think it's, it's another haunted house. Yeah. So. Yep. But I mean, when I was like searching for images for, for social media and stuff for this, story i couldn't help but notice like a full photo shoot done by the ghost adventures dudes oh yeah and they're all like looking tough with their axes and like making scary faces lunging toward the camera with axes and and it's like yeah it's just so shameless it 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 just yeah it kind of like it like lightens it lightens the mood i guess yeah, I don't. But know it if, also kind of glorifies it as like a as a fun house, yeah, just yeah, as literally a tourist tourist attraction. Yeah, and that sucks. That definitely sucks. Yeah, it's yeah, it bums me out. All right, and we are up to our most recent episode, the Van Meter Visitor, episode twenty-seven, yep. released just this week. So go listen to it. Go listen to it if you haven't already. Sure. Go listen to it. Yeah. Pause the episode. <laughs> oh wait. Oh wait. Yep. Oh, you're back. Now you heard it. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. <laughs> like, no, I, I really enjoyed this story. I consider the this Van Meter a Visitor cool like a, a big hitter. That's like, they're like, it's a heavy hitter in the cryptid world for sure. But like the coolest thing that happened was our friend and artist, Jonathan Dodd. If you don't follow him, you're fucking missing out. Like, go on Instagram and look up Jonathan Dodd Draws and follow him, because he's incredible. Um, he posed a theory to us that a portal could have been opened in a Masonic ritual. Mm-hmm. Because one of the main, one of the central people in the story was um, Clarence Dunn. And he was like a high-ranking official in the Masonic Lodge. Right? And, like, everyone involved in this was basically, like, a wealthy business owner. Yeah. Which they were all Masons. Which is super interesting. That would be a a whole different angle to take. (laughs) And I wish that that's something we would have thought about. Uh, Like, because that would be a really cool, like, avenue to, like, just discuss or or just kind of dive into. Yeah. No, apparently I need to. Apparently we need to start hitting up Jonathan for ideas before we record <laughs> instead of right. waiting for his response. Because um, I, I know, like we talked about, like yeah, it could be another another Hollow Earth. Yeah. Um, but my personal opinion, 
as I think it was just some animal, whether it be a large owl or even a large bat or just a large bird of some sort Mm -hmm. um, that had maybe glowing eyes, didn't really have like a glowing horn, but it was like something that in like 1903 at the height of like things being discovered, like we're discovering new and like newer and newer things all the time. Like something like that was unheard of. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it'd be easy to really just, like, be like, oh, it had this light. Sure. You know, but not really. Yeah. Um, so you think it was just a misidentified animal? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Interesting. All right. That, I mean, but, we're, we're caught up, yeah. bud. That's, that's, that's everything. Uh, yeah. That's everything this, which is a lot. Like, that's, we've done a lot. Like, I, I mean episodes themselves not even not at, like not even counting like the extra little things that we've done yeah like it's been a very eventful year and we've only been going since the end of july guys like yeah. no it's that's been. the thing and that's why next year there's gonna be a lot more yeah a lot more so like i'm really pumped about where we're going for sure agreed and we could not be more thankful for the response that we've received this year i mean it's like it's, blown our minds and continues to like the amount of people that tag us or that have helped helped us reach like like the tops of charts and yep. like get you know like be one of like the top like in the top 10 on paranormality yep um like we've also been in like the top on like pod chaser good pods like Stuff like that, like, I mean, you know, which it's, yeah, thanks to everybody listening. Yeah. And helping us get there. And, like, now, like, yeah, our, our goal this year is to, like, give back that much more. And that's why, like, you know, we're doing the merch store. We're doing the Patreon. Like, we're also doing all this extra content because, like, I mean, it, obviously, like, with everything, like, the reactions we've gotten, the feedback that we've gotten, super awesome. And it lets us know, like, you know, like it's not going unnoticed and that you guys are digging it and it's also we're having a lot of fun doing it yeah. um you know and it's like it's nice to just have that like kind of like just yeah it's motivation for sure it's and i probably said awesome like 30 times <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i will concur but that it is awesome um it is very motivational for sure yeah like honestly we if we were, if we just had an excuse to get together and talk about weird shit for a couple hours once a week, and like ten or fifteen people listen to the show, we would still do it. I was going to say you know enough I mean? right there. Yeah, yeah. And like, but the response has been amazing, and we just want to, we just want to compound that. Like, you give us like downloads and ratings and reviews, and we will pour content out for you. Yes, and Spotify. Uh, as a as a reminder, Spotify now also has ratings. Yes, go rate um, us on Spotify if you haven't already. Rate us on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Like leave reviews. Like anything that like yeah. helps us. You know, helps us kind of remain you know up there and being recognized and getting more and more you know listeners and just developing. Yep. I, I, my goal is develop a community, a community that like we can we can literally build this show around. I think it would be awesome. Exactly, and like even if you have okay good pods even if you have a podcast app that you love and you use regularly good pods i think people are a little bit confused about the the marketing around it that it is not just a uh it's not just a podcatcher it's not like a place to just listen to podcasts it has a social media aspect built into it yeah and like 
you can go on Good Pods and rate and review every individual episode you listen to, not just shows. So if you get a chance to download Good Pods, go on there and find us and let us know what you think about every episode you listen to. That that will help us a ton. Yeah. Also, don't hold back. Like if you if you ever want to message us, uh, any socials, anything, um, you know, we're always down to chat. Yeah. Talk about talk about the show. Talk about just anything paranormal or absolutely just casual conversation. Like you know, we're always always into like just the interaction. Yeah. I think like further further builds on that foundation of that community. Like that I strive to build. Yep. And that's that's another thing we're going to be emphasizing through the Patreon is the Discord. Like yep, we're and it's going to be another one. Yeah, and that that'll be a good place for community building for sure. Um, yeah, we recently had a review where uh, someone gave us five stars, and the guy was like, "I I think you guys overdo the alliterations," <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. That, that you think that, but I'm not ever going to apologize for, for my alliterations. Yeah, but it's also five stars, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, despite, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate and that. Me, yeah, and I, I like honesty, too. Like, yeah. you know, if there's something, like, you think maybe we could improve on or maybe change that this would sound better or make the show that much more appealing, like, go for it. Yeah. You know, we're always, always open to criticism and suggestions and anything else too if you have suggestions for subjects you'd like us to cover any of that let us know for sure that would be an awesome one because you know obviously as much as as much as we have planned out right now it doesn't hurt to you know have some have some other suggestions of you know maybe things that people want to hear too yeah we are always adding to our lists so if you have any suggestions if there's like a weird cryptid or haunted location in your state or in your area that you don't think gets enough attention, let us know and we'll, we'll dig into it for sure. Indeed. All right. I think, I think that wraps it up. I think so too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this has been our year end uh, wrap up for 2021. Yeah. Once again, happy new year. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Happy new year. And uh, yeah, just look out uh Look out for everything coming this next year. Absolutely. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at reverent music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird. And and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.